why are men afraid of women and how do those fears shape their relationships let's find out more by talking to avram wise in today's episode this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe through the guiding voice we drive the conversations that matter conversations that add value to your life and career and we enable successful leaders across the globe share their knowledge and wisdom with the world so that our audience will acquire more knowledge for every minute by tuning into our podcast than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me and we are extremely pleased to have avram part of our journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe avram hearty welcome to the guiding voice and i'm super thank excited you. to have you i'm excited to be here thank you for inviting me without further ado let's get started avram can you briefly share your career journey with our audience sure i've been a psychotherapist for a very long time about 50 years actually and um i started getting very interested in working with men about 10 years ago and i've been working a lot with men since then since then and then published this book about men's fears of women uh, almost a year ago been a psychotherapist for about 5 decades and uh, working with men for 10 years quite an illustrious uh, journey and uh, now can you briefly share the top 3 things that have helped you to be successful in your professional life i think um one of the things that i would say a combination of that the world was a different place and i was pretty persistent but when i started in my career um things were not quite as rigid and doctrinaire and professionalized and so When I was 19 years old, I was working as the night manager in a residential treatment program with teenage addicts. And I had one year of college and they hired me to be the person who stayed there at night for any crisis during the night. I don't think those kind of opportunities are available to young people. So that's the world has changed and then I've been pretty persistent. My first book I published because I approached the man who was the teacher in the community, you know, the sort of revered mentor and teacher and told him that I'd had a dream about him and that he died without his work being published and said if he ever needed help with his writing that I'd be I mean I was nothing. I was a first year grad student and he took my dream very seriously and we worked 7 years together um to publish my first book. So I think persistence uh being willing to take risks And then, you know, when you find something that you really love, I mean, I've been doing the same thing for 50 years because I still love it. Persistence, willingness to take risks and being passionate about what you do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Jumping to the core of today's topic. I- I'm very curious. In general, why are men afraid of women? Men are afraid of women because um, relationships are interdependent. you know in a relationship whether it's heterosexual or same sex two people allow themselves to need each other they allow more vulnerability and more dependency but but men are taught to not need anyone and to not be vulnerable so we're not in touch with our own dependency so men act as if they don't need women but they do and so then men are scared by the ways in which they do need women and the simplest proof for what i'm saying is that in heterosexual couples when men and women break up guess who gets repartnered faster men by far so it's clear that men do need women it's just that they don't like to admit it 
And so we end up expressing our fears in things like being hyper-independent and insisting we don't need women when, in fact, of course, we do. <laughs> I see your smile. You recognize what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, no comment. This is a public yeah. forum. <laughs> you don't have to. Your smile says everything. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I say this to men, yeah. I usually get that smile. You know, and and when I say it to women, they look at me like, you know, you're really crazy. Like, there's no way in the world that men are scared of women. I'm like, because we've done such a good job of hiding it from you. Makes sense. Uh, all right, now now let's talk about the kind of fears that are instilled in men. Sure. Well, the first one would be um, that men are afraid to to um, depend or rely on women. So we're taught to be hyper reliant hyper independent and not need anything from anyone. So it's it's fascinating to me. I hope language is not a problem on the show. But in, in this country, the worst thing that one man can say to another man is to call him pussy whip. And if you think about that, it's a fascinating phrase. What you're saying to him is that I'm putting you down because you need a woman. So it becomes an insult to say you need a woman. And so men are very conflicted because they have those means. So there's the, the fear of being dominated and controlled. There's the fear of inadequacy. There's the a fear of not being able. Men are taught that their value as a man is in how they protect and take care of other people. So men are always afraid that they won't live up to that, that financially, emotionally, and sexually, that they will not be able to please their partner. And so financially, they, they work themselves very hard in order to please their partner. And sexually, men, when surveyed, you know, men have a reputation of being very selfish sexually and just care about their own pleasure. But in fact, when you ask men, they'll tell you that the most important thing sexually to them is pleasing their partner because they judge their adequacy as a man based on the extent to which they please their partner. So financially, sexually, afraid of being dominated and controlled. Another fear that men have is just in general fear of women's emotions because women are much more expressive about their feelings and men are taught to not let anyone know how they feel. And so when women get more emotional, men start to feel more and they're afraid of what they feel. And so they try to suppress women's feelings so that they will feel less. And then the bottom line fear for men, which is mostly unconscious, but is the one that feeds them all, is men are afraid of being abandoned. Because on some level, men understand that they are very reliant on their partner, that, for example, they probably don't have friends of their own. Their whole social life is organized. Their wife is probably the only person they talk to in any kind of personal way. And that they understand, at least unconsciously, that they really do need her. And they're afraid that she'll leave them. Yeah, I think uh, th those are all quite uh, fascinating facts, I would say. Now, talking about your book, Hidden in Plain Sight, how men's fears of women shape their intimate relationships. Can you share the gist of this book? Well, the book started because as I started working with more men, it's, it started occurring to me that, it, you know, it sounds like this guy's afraid. And a lot of times I would understand that because a man would be talking to me about all the things he was unhappy about in his relationship. 
And I would sort of naively ask, well, have you talked to your wife about this? And they would look at me like, no, I'm not talking to her about this. Are you crazy? That's why I'm in your office. I'm like, I can't talk to her. And then I realized that he was afraid to talk with her. And so I started asking men the question, Are, it sounds like you're afraid of your wife. And I would get the same response every time. First, they'd blow up and get offended. But then I'm telling you, every time within a minute, I would see the same smile I saw on your face, which is the smile of recognition. And then we'd start to have these amazing conversations because we'd start to unpack it. And, you know, the seven fears that I list that men have of women, I learned all that from talking to guys, from talking to men as they started unpacking it and talking to me about all the ways in which they were afraid. That's where those seven fears came from. That's how I understood that. So the book is dedicated to the literally hundreds of men who I've spent thousands of hours talking to. They're the ones who taught me about this. All right. Now, uh, can you share briefly about what men should do to save their relationship? Well, I would say two things. One is they should really, um, they should read the book and understand more about their own fears. And I think the that the first step for most men is not talking to their partners or their girlfriends. The first step is talking to other men. Because it's easier for men to talk to other men than it is to talk to women. So what I recommend in the book is that men get together in groups, read the book together, talk about the book among themselves, and then when they feel more comfortable, then go and talk to your girlfriend or your wife or whoever the significant woman in your life is in that order. I think it goes better if you sort of practice talking with other men and get the support of other men first. All right. Now, let me flip the question and ask about what women should do to make their men more confident. There's, a, uh, there's, there's an old blues and rhythm and blues singer in America called Isaac Hayes, and he had this long song, and there's a great line in it. He said, and women, don't cut your men down because you can't raise him back up. So I've been asking women a very simple question, and the answer, I think, will surprise and bother you. The question I've been asking women is, what did you learn from your mother about men? What did your mother teach you with words, but more importantly, in deeds, in terms of the way she treated your father? What did she teach you about men? And most women I've talked to, the answer is, my mother taught me to not trust men, to not rely on men to not expect a lot from men, and basically not to think a lot of men. And so what women can do is be honest with themselves about what they were taught by their mothers about men and think about whether the way they're approaching their partner to understand that he, although he doesn't look scared, that he is, and how do you want to approach him? If you continue to approach him in an aggressive, critical way, He's just going to get more scared and more withdrawn, which is the number one thing you're complaining about is how withdrawn he is. And, you know, you don't you don't approach a person who's scared in an aggressive way. You approach them in an understanding and compassionate way, and then maybe they'll talk to you. Yeah, you brought an interesting point. In fact, uh, I, I'm from India, and I've seen a lot of uh, mothers influencing their daughters and their relationship. And in fact... This comes as a tradition wherein mothers try to feed the daughters about the information in terms of how they have to adjust. And in many cases, uh, women here are accommodating 
okay of course the generation is changing but in many cases it is accommodating but nowadays uh, there is a lot of influence of uh, other cultures in indian women and all but that's an interesting point yeah this has been fascinating conversation so far maybe it's time for us to lighten up the mood of our audience and with your consent i'll kick off a quick rapid fire round uh, avram sure. that'll be fun <laughs> all right yeah Let, let's let's have some more fun so okay. uh, can you share your childhood fantasy my childhood fantasy was to be a writer oddly <laughs> and then i didn't do it for 40 years and then i finally came back to it ah. i've always liked writing that that's nice and what is one best piece of advice that you have received so far i think i must have i think my dad quit his job in midlife and went and changed to a, another to teach which was his passion but paid much less and i think the lesson that taught me was go for it if it's important to you don't sit around and wait for it to happen go make it happen go make it happen wow All right so moving to the next one can you describe yourself in just one word I would say a uh, a uh, listener listener awesome i think that is the most important skill which many people are lacking these days and everybody is curious and passionate about talking and expressing themselves yeah. but miss this part yeah that's so nice and moving to the next question can you share top 3 things on your bucket list I am happy to say I have nothing on my bucket list and I think bucket lists are a really bad idea and I would say to any of your listeners if you have something on your bucket list don't wait till you're dying go do it now so 2 years ago I left my home of 40 years and I moved to an island in the main coast I live where I want to live I didn't wait till I retired that's what I want that's what I wanted to do and so that's what I did so I think a good life means having nothing on your bucket list. Wow. Such a profound uh, advice. I think yeah, just if if it comes to your mind just do it. Don't wait. <laughs> yeah, because if it's important to you, you know, you don't want to be lying on your deathbed thinking, "Oh, I wish I had." Very powerful. Very powerful statement, yeah. yeah. I think a uh, lot to learn. And uh, here comes the last one for the rapid fire. So, Avram, what is one fantasy gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself? That's easy. Um I've loved dogs my whole life and I've always wanted a gadget that would tell me what my dog is really thinking. <laughs> In fact, uh, I think uh, there is some company which is working on understanding the dog's language and Oh have, really? Uh, yeah, indeed. I don't no, know the company name but <laughs> I think yeah. if I could tell what my dog was thinking that she would say What what a dummy you are. It took you so long to I've been trying to talk to you all these years and you never understood me. <laughs> How come you didn't know what I was saying? <laughs> Great. All right. So that was a very interesting rapid fire and with that let's go back to the mainstream and before I let you go one final question for today's conversation. So Avram what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make begin their lives or careers? You can pick anything. Well, my advice is going to be countercultural. It's going to be not what the culture recommends. And my advice to people is that do not prioritize money in your life do not when i hear young people tell me the career they want and the salary it makes me very sad for them uh because i have never seen money make anybody happy i've seen money make people very unhappy everybody needs enough money to live but more than a certain amount does not make you more happy it just gives you more stuff to worry about 
And so I would say, you know, when you're a young person, what makes you happy? Um, if, you, if you're going to spend half of your waking life doing something, you damn well better enjoy it. But but unfortunately, uh, if you observe the society now, people are running after hefty packages, especially oh, in yeah. the industry where I work for. The IT industry, the it is booming, and especially oh, yeah. post pandemic, companies are paying hefty packages which people never ever imagine. And yeah. indeed, yeah, that, that's a wonderful point. And uh, yeah, I, I loved every bit of this conversation. And thank you Good. so much, Avram, for being part of my, the Guiding Voice journey. Thanks for your time and thanks for all the insights. You're very welcome. Before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe to us from the app where you have tuned in from. Also, if you have subscribed already, thank you so much. And if you have loved this episode and found it the conversation useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now, let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode. Today, Avram has shared a lot about... Uh, relationships especially how men can save relationships and what women can do their part so i'm bringing you a fact about monogamous relationships you know humans are not the only species in the animal kingdom that practice monogamous relationships that practice monogamous relationships out in the wild beavers otters wolves seahorses and barn owls are just some of the 25 adorable animals that mate for life interesting isn't it that's all for today so before i let you go folks please share your topic recommendations and guest speaker suggestions through social media or email us at the guiding voice for you at gmail.com i'm your host navin samala just a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode